0: Don't Google this stuff, people. It, it, it will get you on a list. It's gonna slap you right in the face. Just be- holiday cheer. I, they're all the same movie. Get revenge off bad guys. Move the oh. <laughs> anyway, it was a perfect analogy for my life. The
1: There's some hokey stuff. There's some horror movie stuff that goes on. I'm gonna, come on. I'll tell you what I will
0: not be watching though is Shitter's Full Clark. Move the Are you ready? Or oh, just stretching out and getting all loose and limber. We're about to sit on our asses for ninety minutes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Just (laughs) or an hour and
1: forty-five. Yeah. (laughs) It just depends on
0: depends on who's calling the shots. (laughs) Depends on who's editing the show next week. So watch your ass. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Uh, my audacity is already doing this weird thing oh I was out there making my cup of coffee
1: and and my wife is like yells upstairs boys are you on the computer because they have their school computers at home no we hear piano playing piano music playing and I'm like wait that's in my office <clears throat> ran over to my office and right when I was going to hit ready to accept it went away like <laughs> the zoom invita- invitation went away I don't even like that noise anymore I don't get a noise don't like it no I, I get it
0: don't like it <laughs> I know you don't that's why you join the meeting and leave the what? room and I get to stare at an empty office chair for five minutes <laughs> My coffee was finishing up brewing. Just, just and leisurely taking his time. Not a care in the world. <sighs> oh, I just, again, stretching out, breathing
1: exercises, <laughs> vocal, vocal exercises. <laughs> oh, which it sounds like you've had plenty of
0: vocal. Exercises, I guess. Vomiting, yeah. I'm going to count throwing vomiting. up and yeah, being in writhing pain for the last week. Yep. Oh, why? Or... I, I got, what's it called? I guess it hap- I got diagnosed after our last recording, but I have, uh, I can never remember what it's shits called. Shingles? shingles? Yep. But then that's not causing you barf and everything, is it? No, that's causing me pain, which causes me to not sleep. And the medication for the shingles comes with a side effect of uh, uh, upset stomach. And nausea. So on top of getting no sleep and trying to take these pills and getting an upset stomach, because you know you're really hungry when you have an upset stomach. I'm not. I don't want to eat anything. No. And then you throw up because you're not sleeping. And at least I do. I mean, when you've had like like last night, I bet I had two hours. Oh. And and I mean, eh, eleven thirty to one thirty, and then I didn't fall asleep again till hmm, six forty-five. Oh, oh, and watching for... TV, huh? No, no, I'm just laying there in the dark with a damp towel on my face, my forehead, just because the way the weather is right now, I can't regulate my heat either, so the furnace just runs and runs and runs, and I'm just hot as balls, so I just, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I get up and go to the bathroom every two hours, and I do not I'm not really throwing up that much, I only have a couple of times, but... I mean, I've got all this drainage, so I get up If I feel like I might throw up, but there's absolutely nothing in me to throw up. So it's just dry heave a little bit and go back, lay on the couch, hope to fall asleep. Now I'm freezing. So put a light blanket on me. Now I'm hot. Oh, does alcohol help? Or... I haven't drank for like the last couple of days. No. Because I've been so miserable, and my stomach's been so upset, it's just... I might be done with it, too. I might be done with that, too. What what do you mean? As I... Oh. You mean for good? I might have to. Oh, why? I just, uh, I don't know. I'm... When you start asking if it's time to quit, that usually means it's time to quit. Oh. No, no other reasons. Nobody's been bugging me or anything about it.
1: Oh, I wasn't sure if it was just,
0: I i don't know. Like, I mean, you, how awesome do you feel in the morning? Oh, I never, but... Never. <laughs> <laughs> my wife asked me the other day, I, I think I might mean, have already told you this, but she goes, when was the last time that you really woke up feeling refreshed? And I said, 1984. <laughs> it's just always been this way. And if, if my sleep last night was any indication of what me sleeping without alcohol is, it's awful. Yeah, I just... Lay there, wide awake, having stressed dreams about work. It's, and, and dumb stuff that I can't control.
1: But yeah, it's always been that way. That's why I like my, my bourbon in the evening right before I go to bed, because it kind of knocks me out, so I don't, I mean, and then, you know, by, by three in the morning, that's when I wake up and think about family shit, and just depressing, depressing stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: boy, I fall asleep like a champ.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, but, yeah, you know, then after that, it's... Well, and, and part of what the shingles stuff is, like, I think I kind of told you a little bit about it. Um, I've got a little rash on my back. It's about, yay. And it's not horrific or anything. And then a small one about, yay, developed on my chest. Uh, and it's from having chicken pox as a kid. And I had one guy ask me, what in the world? You're not 60. It's like, it's not an old man disease. You can get it as a teenager. You can get it in your 20s, 30s. And they say it's usually
1: stress-induced. What if you wouldn't do anything about it? Like, would it just eventually just go away?
0: Or because then you wouldn't have to take this bad medication? Or I don't know, but I haven't taken the medication today. Oh, really? I took some yesterday, and and I've been on it for four or five days. And mostly I was handling it and getting through it. But then once the lack of sleep starts, Mm -hmm. then I lose my appetite. Then I'm, what, I'm going to take one of those on an empty stomach? That's going to go great.
1: Yeah. But you napped today at some point?
0: I did. I I was able to lay down a little bit. And I don't know that I, I mean, slept really hard, hard or anything, but I think I kind of dozed off a couple of times here and there. Enough to where I feel like I'm not dying. Um, I'm still, I'm still in pain. The, where the shingles are, where the rashes are, it just throbs and aches and hurts. And like a Charlie horse. Remember in high school, you'd give them a Charlie horse. Yeah. And that would go away in like 10 minutes. This stays, been a week now oh. and does not let up.
1: And the thing is, I'd like to, I'd like to say, oh, you've been so sick, but uh, I've been sick for most of the year, like literally nonstop because of the cats. So mm-hmm.
0: I can't. Yeah, me I, too. I, and I, I've had like four major illnesses this year. It's been crazy. And, and so obviously yeah.
1: the worst was COVID with a cocktail of.
0: <sighs> that was bad. I had strep throat at one time and that was separate from those other things. I think we had the flu before that, like in January, and now yep. this.
1: Oh, man. Well, now, was there anything that you did to, different that brought on the shingles, or it just poof?
0: Like, no, they say it can be st- stress-induced, but I haven't felt more stressed in the last couple of weeks than I have any other time this year.
1: Yeah, because if that's the case, I would have shingles pretty much my entire life. <laughs>
0: As he leisurely waits for his coffee to brew and oh. wanders in just all the time in the world. Vanilla creme brulee flavor, let me... And I get to go to a basketball ah. practice yet tonight. And oh. Oh. oh! Sit in the car for 90 minutes, freeze my balls off. Whew. Ah, the dogs have been extra barky today, so you can just count on that happening a lot. At night, up.
1: when you're trying to sleep, or now during the podcast.
0: I mean... I wasn't sleeping last night, so they didn't wake me up. They, they were, weren't bad with the barking, but they were... All three of them had dreams at separate times. And they're all three scattered around the room. One just starts... And starts running in her sleep. And then, you know, an hour later, the other one... They're just dreaming. But it didn't wake me up because I wasn't asleep. I was just yeah. laying there for seven hours. Ugh. Yuck! Yuck! Oh, awful! Awful!
1: Well, I'm. Uh, I was. I mean, I. I'm always up at five in the morning. Whatever. I mean, so I know it's watching
0: I, I my text notifications. Off. Oh, I know. It kind of pisses me off. I. I know it <laughs> I don't care. I hate getting that bleep bleep beep, and it's like what? And He's just like, hey, I'm up.
1: I just fell asleep. Just... Great. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. I um. Hey, I I. I feel like I don't have much to complain about because the cats are gone. Like that was literally ruining my life. I was miserable all the time. I can't stress just how awful it was and now it's like I I mean I'm yeah my hair is thinning. I'm I'm there's that. Oh, I was
0: I was combing my hair. I was No, I know, but it thinking. just made made me think like oh
1: that's right, my hair I, my hair is thinning. Um you know, and Ah,
0: we're not going to start this off with me feeling like this and you all happy. That's some bullshit right there. Uh, So the Browns this weekend (laughs) beat the shit out of the Titans, and it was awesome. No, actually, Nobody thought they would do that good, but they did. And then nobody thought the Steelers would lose last night because it's the bad Washington football team. And they lost for their first loss of the year. Ha, 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 ha.
1: Now, I didn't watch the Browns game. You texted me when they were getting just slaughtered. But then I checked, like, I'm like, well, I wonder what happened then after the fact. And I checked, I'm like, oh, that, whoever they were playing, was it? Tennessee. I don't know who, yeah. They had a major comeback then, correct?
0: Kind of, but in the second half, and the the refs have been kind of doing this this year with a lot of different teams. If they're getting blown out like that, they want close games. So they started throwing flags on every little ticky-tacky thing left and right. There was, like, almost no flags in the first half, and a dozen, like, in third quarter. Holding, holding. It's like... There's holding on every play, you moron. Just let them freaking play ball. Is it uh, due to, like, I'm assuming Yeah, they it's... want them to catch up. Yeah. Oh, man. And so it got back a little bit close, but not too bad. We still scored f- 38 in the first half. Four touchdowns, was, that's crazy. After
1: your text, I was I was legit like, oh, I'm kind of curious who's going to win this, and I'm like, oh, now I'm kind of... Go Browns! I mean, yeah. I always I, I always like... I mean, the Browns are cool. I They're Cleveland, and
0: I like Cleveland, but... I just don't have much faith in, but hey, oh, I'm not sitting here saying Super Bowl. I'm just, yeah. How could cool g- that be, though? That'd be sweet, but they there. It looks very likely they'll be in the playoffs, which That's... they haven't in
1: o seven o two. Time.
0: Long time. That's impressive. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> And he's still happy. What else can I do to piss him off? And...
1: I had to get groceries early this morning and I had to, oh, I mean, you... I had to shit something fierce. I was, I was going so fast to that grocery grocery store. I'm like, oh, I, I, I got to get home because I'm not going to go here. I'm not, I can't go here. And now I got the lady, of course, when I was checking out, she had to triple bag my, I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. I, it's. My car is literally, my, the SUV is right outside. I'm, I'm good. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm triple bagging this, but I just want to make sure you don't have an accident out there. I,
0: I'm going to have an accident in here.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I mean, it was, ho, oh. another reason, I guess circling back to the whole alcohol thing is, boy, some, some mornings, whoo. It, yep. it works as a lubricant. Yeah. <laughs> just cleaning out the,
0: Pipes. <laughs> oh, just the amount of money I spend and, and you know I'm mean, you know. You Yeah it's me. A, and
1: it's it's <sighs> not a cheap hobby.
0: <laughs> no, it's not.
1: But it's a tasty one. Mm.
0: <laughs> I know it is. Ah uh, there is nothing better than that first splash in the warm belly. Oh, oh it's
1: so good and it's like ah. Uh, especially if you're watching something good by yourself, preferably. It's just mmm, this
0: is mm. almost never. Yeah. Most of the time, if I'm watching it by myself, it's something terrible.
1: <laughs> oh, oh! No, last night I... Well, yeah, we'll get into it. that's recently watched. Mm. All right. Oh, so now I know we've got a middle segment coming up here, but I mean, should we? At some point, we should at least discuss briefly the news about HBO Max. Thoughts? Get each other's opinions on that.
0: You want to do that now, or you want to do that? Yeah, do that. Do it now. I don't have any th- thoughts or opinions on it really. Oh. What am I going to do about it? Uh, get HBO Max. <laughs> mm, I mean, they've got a hell of a lineup coming out, though, so maybe. Now, but can you get HBO Max? Yeah, this? yeah, you can get it on Roku, I think. Uh,
1: no. I mean, unless there's a workaround, it's not on Roku yet. Which I'm like, that's a pretty big deal yeah, to make you're gonna, without you're being gonna need on that Roku. One.
0: Yeah. Literally, like, spend I, twenty bucks on an, on a Fire Stick, I guess. I guess, yeah, yeah.
1: They're not but, expensive. I don't know. I'm I am very tempted to. Have Get, they released pricing for that yet? I, right now, it's 15 bucks a month. It might go up to 20 I don't know. But that's to me, that's a no-brainer. That is literally a little over one ticket price for a first-run movie.
0: Yeah. I could probably talk the my financial accountant into it if I quit drinking. Oh. <laughs> that would easily cover the cost.
1: Yeah. But then the thing is, like, what's, what's Disney going to do? Because they've got Marvel. And are they going to wait and see? Because I hear that the uh, filmmakers are are upset about this. And of course the theaters are upset about this. It's like, I, I don't
0: know. I kind of feel for Warner brothers. Honestly, I, here's my strongest opinion on it. And a lot of people didn't care for it. We have been bitching for decades about how bad the theater experience is. And maybe that's just something singular to Ohio. And if you watch Stuckman's thoughts on it, what's the first things that he said about going to the theater? He listed off like ten things that we've talked about in the show: uh-huh. people yeah. smoking cigarettes, and baby carriers, and um, yeah, uh, holding their phones up while they're looking at Facebook in the middle of the movie. And you know, I tell this to other people, other friends of mine on the internet that live around the country, and they're like, "I have never experienced something like that in my life." I'm like, it's every single time I go to the theater. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, minus twenty twenty, it's why I only saw. A Couple movies in the theater in 2019 and 2018 because I used to go every weekend and I got so sick of it. I got so sick of asking for my money back. I just have quit going. If you're not gonna make it like Alamo Draft House, who kicked Madonna out, (laughs) if you're not gonna make it like that, go fuck yourself. Then I I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Sure. This year I get it. It's the COVID and it's a whole different scenario. But if you're gonna offer a, a shitty experience with ever-increasing ticket prices, eventually, it's called business, it's going to start to downturn. And I'm sure there's people out there screaming at me, oh, you're all evidence to the contrary with every new big summer blockbuster. We've talked about this before. What's going to come back is the more mid-tier range budgeted film. And this might only be a one-year, in my opinion, this could only be a one-year move for Warner Brothers. Just to try and recoup until COVID vaccine and or whatever till they can get back on track. But they've already invested the money in these movies yeah. that are that like when they're talking about our whole 2021 slate is coming out and Christopher Nolan went off the end, which it's fine if he feels that way. But dude, how many people now on top of having a shitty experience are going to risk their lives to go to the theater to watch Tenant or whatever sci fi movie you're making this week? It's a little bit unrealistic. Dude, we all want to see it in IMAX. I want to see every stupid... I want to watch the stuff in IMAX. (laughs) I can't. It's just not possible. So, part of... I get what he's saying, but to call out them, it's like they've already invested the money in those movies for 2021. They're trying to get something back on them. Agreed. Otherwise, they'll just... uh, Well, let's just pack up shop. What are they going to do? Just start new theaters? We've already yeah. talked about the drive-ins. Are they doing it? Not that much. Doesn't look nope. like... Nope. Well, then, I, what, what am I going to do about it?
1: Yeah.
0: I, I
1: don't know. I, I wonder... I, I'm assuming that this is going to be a pretty big success, uh, but it, to me, it's going to be hard to walk back from that business model. Like, for me, watching Godzilla at home, first run, like, day it comes out, like,
0: heck yeah, I would rather do this than go to the theater... Um, well, and another thing that people have been saying, too, is that that one in particular, Godzilla, who wants versus Kong? Who wants to I mean, that should be on the biggest screen possible. Who wants to go sit at home and watch it on your little TV? Who has little TVs anymore? Yeah, no one has a little. 55 you, what, inch TV is not a little TV. I got a, a 42 yeah. inch in my office and it's still that's pretty big compared to what we grew up with. Yeah. Uh, Soundbars
1: sound amazing. Yeah. If you don't even have a, a, a surround sound system, even a sound soundbar. Like
0: movies are fun to
1: watch at home. I.
0: <laughs> a, a Target had a, on Black Friday had a sixty-five inch for two hundred and fifty bucks. You can get a sound bar, yeah. a good one, for one hundred fifty bucks. That, that's that's three hundred fifty dollars for not home crazy. Theater that's not a crazy, outlandish number. Like to get that when we were kids, that'd oh be ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's I don't know. I, I, I've seen that a lot from people online. where, who wants to see it at home on their little screen? They're, you know, seriously, right.
1: at this point, who has a, a like, a 32-inch, like, as their main TV, a 32-inch
0: TV? Uh, somebody that lives in an apartment in New York, maybe. There you maybe. go. Maybe. Maybe. You're also paying $1,200 a month for rent or something. Exactly.
1: I, yeah. I, I just, you know, Disney's got Marvel and Star Wars and, you know, Black Widow is waiting in the wings. I just wonder if Disney especially is going to watch what happens with Warner and follow suit because they have their own channel, a very successful channel. And I'm seriously like, I know that, you know, Mulan was a $30 premium, which we didn't buy. And now it's, you can watch it. Now it's free. But say, say Black Widow comes out for $20. I would probably pay 20 bucks for my wife and I to watch that first run. Like we, that's one that guaranteed her and I would go to the theater. I would pay $20 to watch that at home. 30 too much but $20, I would probably do that for King Kong. Granted, there was going to be, they're going to be on HBO Max from the get-go, but I would be willing to rent those things.
0: See, and some of those, I might be willing to come up to your ha- theater room in your house and split the cost with you.
1: Yeah, there you go. Why yeah. not? So, I I think it's a good idea, but, I, you know, I there's a little part of me that, you know, I love the theater experience, going to the movies, whatever, you know, for... For every crappy experience, there's something like the, the last Avengers movie, which was just unforgettable. That was such a great movie going experience with everybody was on the same page. It was awesome. But at the same time, then there's 80% of the other movies I see that just I'm annoyed, I'm frustrated. There's someone close to me that's hacking or coughing or on their phone or talking, whatever. Kids, it's just one thing after the other. Overpriced snacks and.
0: Oh, and me and my wife were talking about this topic the other day, too, and then going over some of the stories that I've told her, and, well, she was telling some of her friends at the same time, She's I always thought he was crazy. And then I went and saw watching movies with him. He's not crazy. Or is he just oversensitive and pointing it out? I was like, maybe, a little bit, but I can't help the lady with the swishy pants walking behind me during Sinister and doing her taxes and pages falling all over the floor and... Yeah. Two guys walking in with full army military bags, like, Mm -hmm. yep.
1: Weird shit. I think that the come up with a new business model for theaters. As far as be militant, you're going to get thrown out, and we're going to have someone in there the entire time. It's kind of like the the air marshal on the planes. There's going to be someone in every theater, and you will get kicked out. No refunds.
0: I've got a better plan than that. You know, there's, when you go to the theater, there's always a hallway and there's theaters on the left and the right. Yeah. Up above, floor above is the projection room. Yep. You could also have a hallway up there where several people just go theater to theater. And if somebody can hit a secret button to complain or something like that or whatever, then they can take a oil crayon and mark it on the window. This guy in this seat. Let's sit and pay attention to him if we got a complaint. They see something, get them out of there. You're gone. You're on your phone. You, you don't even have to necessarily report people. You, yeah. I don't care how low you turn your phone light. You could see that from the projection booth.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You're out. You're out. And there's no there's no first warnings either. You're out. No, you're, your you're first out. warning would be a, a thing on the screen saying you will be asked to leave if your phone is on or if you're talking or being disruptive. You will be asked to leave. That's there's your
0: warning. That's it. You're done. Yeah. I just, I don't understand why that, why so many people think that's just terrible. That's I not know. terrible. You're ruining the experience for every other person in the theater. Yep. They don't care. I No, they don't care. They want your money up front and then they don't care about anything after that. And this is what you're going to get. This
1: is what you're going to get. I mean, COVID is, I think kind of, obviously that is what caused this, but I think there's, this is a, a soapbox for a lot of people like us that, you know what, change your product, make your product better. and. Then I will start giving a shit more because right now I'm like, I sure hope HBO Max comes to Roku because I'll probably subscribe to that thing uh, for at least for a year so I can watch all these movies because it's worth it. To even I talked to my wife and we're like, there's a lot of movies and not a lot, but there's enough. Well, movies and have they announced there.
0: too if those first run movies are gonna you have to pay the premium rental? For it's it,
1: no? just the month. That's it. Mm-hmm. For for HBO Max, it's basically your fifteen or twenty dollar rent or monthly fee and. When they come out, they come out, and you watch them. Now and here's another a... thing
0: that I'd like to bitch about while we're on the subject. Uh, Blu-rays. Because if I had the option of uh, paying a $30 rental fee, or you can pre-order it for 30 bucks, and I'll send you a Blu-ray. Mmm, there we go. See,
1: Heck I would yeah. rather do that. Because yep, Blu-ray
0: sound is better than streaming.
1: Yes, it is. I'll, and even the picture quality. It's, everything about Blu-ray is still better. But that And that's an incentive to keep physical media alive. I, hey, I... I still love physical media.
0: Me too. Once We're going to get into goes, that a little bit later.
1: Yeah, once the internet goes out for some odd reason, you still got your physical media.
0: <laughs> well, and that's one thing that they're trying to do on their way out the door of this administration, too, is to start uh, policing the internet. You've already talked <sighs> about... He already said... He already mentioned it on stage, that he would... Eh, maybe I'll shut down Twitter. Like... All right. Um, so, good luck with that. Yeah. And good luck with streaming and all that other stuff. I. He's
1: a scumbag. I hate him. If I, I haven't yeah, mentioned him before. I, know, I hate him.
0: But they all are like <laughs> that. They all, if they can find a way to get their fingers in to get some money, they're going to get in there. Yeah. So I, I think we're living in the halcyon age of the internet where we can get away with a lot of shit, and I think it's going to change at a certain point, where it's going to be like regulated, like television and stuff. I'm mostly right now concerned about. uh well, mostly concerned, not legitimately concerned, but very curious about uh, the, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Am I going to get a Blu-ray release of that? Because that's what I want. I want that on my shelf. Oh no, me too. And, you know, there, it's also going to be this four or five hour miniseries. I, whatever. I don't care. I have that Watchmen Ultimate collection that I paid like 70 bucks for. Give it to me. I pay, I'll pay for it. You can even do it like a Kickstarter where you take orders, and that's as many as you make. Oh, you can't yeah. tell me they wouldn't make money off that.
1: Oh, they would. They they, they would. But gotta they, stop I, clinging I, to
0: the old ways. They just gotta stop clinging to the old ways.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of physical media. Like somehow still shoehorning in physical media. Like, hey, if you want to rent it right now, it's it's twenty dollars. Or for an extra ten, we're gonna send you a Blu-ray on this release release date. Whatever. Just come up with a way to keep physical media alive. And yeah, I don't know. Because have you been to Best Buy recently? No, I haven't been to Best Buy in so long. Uh, I mean, about targets... a month
0: ago, I stopped in there to price out a printer for something for work because I just happened to be going by. It's like where are the where are the movies? Yeah, the movies are all regulated to kiosks and end of vials and bins. There's there's nothing.
1: Oh man, wow. So yeah, I mean, I because I haven't been there for a long time. Last time I was there, they had a couple. They had I don't know three or four. Long I, rows I, I'm on. talking
0: Worcester. I was in Canton. Okay. You know, the Worcester one's a lot more rinky-dink. But they, there was no aisle that I could see. I walked all around that place. Mm. Wasn't going to buy anything, but I'd price them out, see what's up. I still like... Me too? No, yeah. I, yeah, well, I, I mean, going through uh, uh, Colorado
1: Space again, and I watched the blue, most of the Blu-ray, then I fell asleep, of course. And then I finished it up, and I'm like, ah, you know what, instead of pulling the, the disc out of the player or whatever, it's on Shutter. I'll just watch the last half hour on Shutter, And... Huge dip in, and it's still HD, but I could just immediately tell like, oh, geez, I can tell the sound isn't as good and the picture quality is, I can just tell it's compressed and so it's, there's, physical media is still top of.
0: And, uh, uh, the internet companies have been complaining that during COVID when everybody's home, the usage has gone through the roof and so everybody's trying to raise prices right now. Mm, Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Mine, mine's gone up. Mine's gone up too. Like, you sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> uh. You want to anyway. regulate something, regulate that.
1: Yeah. But anyway, I thought that that would be, I just, I'm like, I want to get your opinion on that because that's a, that's pretty big news, especially if the dominoes start to fall and, I mean, there's Maverick and there's Ghostbusters and Black Widow and there's some Fast and Furious, James Bond.
0: Wonder Woman's what's going to, yeah, what's going to happen to these movies? Anyway. Should have changed your model beforehand. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Okay, let's get on to the roulette, and let's go quick on the roulette this time, so we can keep moving. Okay. Uh, Are are you ready for the roulette? I'm very ready. I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. And here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette, where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And on this episode of the roulette, it is American Graffiti up against Phantom of the Opera. American... I'm up first. Uh, American Graffiti. Hour and 50 Minutes. Comedy-drama, if you say so. 1973. (laughs) A couple of high school grads spend one final night cruising the strip with their buddies before they go off to college. George Lucas, writer-director. Starring Richard Dreyfuss, Ron Howard. Cindy Williams. Mackenzie Phillips. Wolfman Jack. Harrison Ford. And a host of other people, probably. Uh, This was... Almost unwatchable to me. Uh, this is one of those movies kind of like Slacker, which, no offense, I know these these movies, these kinds of movies changed things and changed the uh, regular narrative of certain films. And, you know, it got George Lucas' Star Wars. How? Because I guess it made a bunch of money, and they're all Rebels Oh, I was bored. I was bored. <laughs> I mean, one guy's cruising around, then another guy's cruising around. Nice girl, you should come ride with me. Nice car. Woo! And then they just kind of peel off to different roads and then we'll follow some other guy as they drive around, just chit-chat. And not much happens. I thought this was going to be like drag racing movie. Yeah, me too. There's only a couple in there and nothing too crazy happens. There's a wreck at the end and everybody's okay. Lots of characters and lots of talking, and I was bored. But I did not expect to come away with a giant, huge love of this movie. This is gen- not generally going to be my kind of movie, just from the period that it's set, like in the 50s, I think, or 60s. But this is just a bunch of bored-ass teenagers who do not have Netflix and HBO Max. That's what Don't this is. They just... Let's just go out and drive around, smoke cigarettes, and maybe drink a beer, try to Talk. buy a beer, spend Talk a whole on. scene on that. <sighs> nope, not for me, and you wouldn't like it either. No, that, that doesn't sound remotely way good. Way too long. Okay. Anyway, mm. uh, over to you. Uh, Phantom of
1: the Opera. From 1998, this is one of the very few Dario Argento movies that I have not seen. One of the last, actually. Uh, I don't believe I've watched the Dracula 3D thing that supposedly everybody hates. I've watched almost everything else from him, and except this one for some reason. And uh Ronin Flicks, uh, which is a great website to buy niche Blu-rays, they had a Black Friday deal on this one. And so I picked it up for a really good price and overpaid by 100%. By 100%, I overpaid. it Oh... This is without a doubt. I haven't seen Dracula. Haven't seen that one yet. This is by far the worst movie he's ever made. Hour and 30. I actually, it says here hour and 39 minutes. I actually think it was closer to an hour and 50. It was so long and boring and awful acting. Oh. And 1998, they went with some CGI every now and then that you, was admittedly just terrible. Julian Sands was miscast. I like Julian Sands, but he was miscast. Uh, uh, no, uh, a kind of, sort of slasher, but I—I I mean, you might be able to whittle out forty minutes of the movie, and there might be something in there worth watching. But I hate—I was swearing at the screen watching this thing, just furious. Good. And by the uh, hour mark, I did the one point five speed so that everything was going really fast because I'm like I this is I'm I'm being tortured. This is awful. So it's on the shelf. <laughs> Just in case it goes out of print and gains value.
0: I doubt it. Oh so so bad. I've never heard anything good about that movie. <sighs> okay. Ready for next round?
1: Yes, please.
0: Alright, I have snagged three VHS is off my shelf that are all themed. They got a little bit of a theme in there. Okay. This is called About Last Night. Rob Lowe doesn't want to get serious, but Demi Moore doesn't want to get used. Together, they're on an unforgettable couple in the sexy contemporary comedy About Last Night. The only reason I pulled this one out is because, one, I have it, and two, I've, I've, I hear it pop up in lists and shit. Like, hmm. some people like it. Like, all right, yeah. You know. Little sex comedy. I'll give that one a shot. Next up is *The Last Detail*, starring Jack Nicholson in his very best. In this highly acclaimed dramatic comedy about three sailors on the loose, two hard-boiled, career petty officers are supposed to take a young sailor to a naval base to serve an eight-year sentence for trivial for a trivial offense, but they'd like to show him the town before they do. Escapades begin in Washington, or the narrow Bob bar fights, blind drunk in the hotel room. Sounds like a madcap comedy. But, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And lastly, I'm throwing up the last season again. Okay. Drunken hunters and shit.
1: Okay. Uh, for me, uh, starting out with... Um, uh, every now and then I'm going to throw these documentaries back up there because I really want to watch them. Smoke and Mirrors, the Tom Savini story... Uh, this is on Shudder, uh, and it's basically about the life of Tom Savini and all the things that he has done. Supposedly, it's not just, uh, not just his special effects, but, you know, he's been an actor, um, director, he did stage plays and all that stuff. So, hour and 31 minutes. Uh, okay, next up is a movie on Shudder <laughs> called Porno. Here's the dogs. Comedy horror nineteen or two thousand nineteen hour and thirty-eight minutes. The cover looks way, way, way too cool on IMDB. When five teen employees at a local movie theater in a small Christian town discover a mysterious old film hidden in the basement, they unleash an alluring succubus who gives them sex education. Written in blood. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. Um the last one is Anything for Jackson. I think the premise of this sounds really good. This is on Shutter as well. Hour and 37 minutes. A bereaved a bereaved satanist couple kidnap a pregnant woman so they can use an ancient spellbook to put their dead grandson's spirit into her unborn child but end up summoning more than they bargained for. And uh, the old guy in this movie, Julian Richings, I know I've seen him in some other stuff. Uh, Man of Steel. Oh, he was Lore M in Man of Steel. Um, oh, that's Weird Janitor in Urban Legend. I mean, i he's one of those guys where you, when you see him, you're like, I recognize him in stuff as a secondary character. Oh, hundred, yeah, I know him. 213 credits. So, anyway,
0: uh, there you go. Uh, for you, it's going to be porno. And I have investigated these. I looked at them. I was like, okay. "I think that one." I even went and checked the parental stuff, and it sounds like it should be meaty. Okay. That cool. uh, anything for Jackson sounds that like a shit show, <laughs> like too good to be true. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. that premise sounds great. Twenty twenty on Shutter. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh,
1: and for you, man, um, it's between the last detail and the the uh, the grindhousey looking thing. Um, let's go with the Grindhousey thing. What's that called again? The Last Detail? Or that, yes, that. That's I mean, I was, I meant the last, about last night. The Jack Nicholson one versus, but let's go with the Last Detail.
0: No, the Last, uh, Detail, oh wait, the Last Detail is the Jack Nicholson one, Last Season is the Grindhousey one. Which Jesus one do you want? Priest. Uh, the, thanks for paying attention. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, yeah, this, this, uh, the one with the
0: lady with the gun on the cover, that's the one. The Last <laughs> Season. All right. Yep. All right, there you go. Next episode of The Roulette will be the last season up against porno. And for our middle segment, we are doing Top 10 New York Movies. Have we never done this? I can't believe I, we haven't. I went to the page and searched, and I didn't see anything, unless it's in one of those mystery first 15 episodes that have never seen the light of day. But at any rate, I thought, ah, eh, this might be a fun thing to do. And kind of my criteria with this, uh, we like to leave them vague so that everybody comes up with th- their own version of what they want to do. Uh, for me, I was I wanted to, one where the city is really a character. And it's, you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's really showcasing the city. And it really feels like you're there. So for number 10, I have Goodfellas. And some people might think that's down far too low, but, you know, most of that movie is really focused on the mob stuff. The city is like a background, which is great, but it's not as much a character as uh, some of the other movies on this list.
1: Now, are you um, just out of curiosity? Because I got—I have a whole bunch. I've got some honorable mentions. Did you like? I have a couple where the movies—they're—they're they're okay. They're good-ish, but it's not like amazing movies. But New York is a great part of the movie. Like it's an It's integral... up to
0: you, do whatever you want. I, okay. I wasn't going by quality of the film. If I would good fellows would be further up the list. Yeah. I was going okay. by the, how much New York is in there in my opinion.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. Well, starting off for me is combat shock. Uh, this is a very, 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 very low budget, uh, movie from the eighties uh, about a, uh, Vietnam vet that has, uh, yeah post traumatic stress and uh the the city is so incredibly oppressive in the movie it's not just him it's just everything about the city is just it's so grimy and gritty and i don't know it just it feels like that is truly how new york city was when that movie was made and it it really plays a part in the movie so that's it's it's super low budget. It is a pretty good movie, a very effective movie, but it very much popped out at me that this feels like how New York would have been, especially in certain areas back in the mid to early 80s.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, back to what we were talking about earlier, like, for example, Zombie. I wouldn't call Zombie a New York movie. It opens in New York, you know, and you got two towers and everything, right? Zombie? Yeah, yeah. But most of that movie's out not in New York, so I wouldn't think of it that way. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yep. Okay, number nine for me is Requiem for a Dream. And here for the next couple, we get into movies that I feel it's starting to become a character. You're starting to walk and talk with these people and get the feeling of the boroughs and moving across town and doing you know things like that where you're starting to feel like you're in the Big Apple. And Requiem definitely makes that list for me.
1: Okay. Uh next to for me is Maniac. This is the William Lustig movie. Um again much like Combat Shock it just feels grimy and dirty and unsafe. Uh I think that having that character set somewhere else would not have been quite as effective as how it was in New York and just especially the scene where he is very slowly stalking the lady in the uh in the subway system, and it's a longer scene, but, you know, she's walking faster and faster, and he's... I just... I don't know. It really works in the grindhouse New York sort of way,
0: much like Combat Shock. Number eight for me is Sleepers. Are you familiar with this film? Oh,
1: yes. That was in my honorable mentions. Oh, nice. I haven't
0: seen it in so long that... Yeah. I should check it out again. It's a damn good movie. Uh, Robert De Niro and... Brad Pitt and a Barry Levinson film, Kevin Bacon. Oh, just despicable in that movie. Dustin Hoffman, Jason Patrick. That's the other name I was looking for. Brad Renfro, mini driver. And I remember seeing this in the theater and was just kind of jarred by the time I left because it's such heavy subject matter. Uh, But I felt the city really started coming into play. Uh, especially as the boys all grow up and go their separate ways, and how quickly that can happen in a city setting. Uh, but yeah, not much else to say about that. That's a very underrated film for me. I like it. Cool.
1: Um, yeah, the only reason that that didn't make my top ten is I I haven't seen it since the early early days of VH or of DVD, and I'm like I just don't remember much enough about it. So
0: it's good ass movie. And as far as honorable mentions, I got like twenty. So don't yeah. worry about it. I'm curious um, to see how many of ours cross over. I know. 10.
1: Yeah, me too. Well, uh, number seven for me is Goodfellas. Well, what's number eight? Oh, Goodfellas is actually number eight. <laughs> uh, huh? Um, pretty much everything you said. Um, I, you know, honestly, now that I think about it, it's like I think you're right in that it's not. It it doesn't play as huge a part of the movie, but I love that movie so much that it was hard for me to have it down too far on the list. I like, I wanted to have that at, like, number one, but I'm like, ah, it, it's great because of the acting and all that stuff, but, I mean, it could have been a Chicago movie and it would have probably been every bit as
0: good. Yep. I agree. Uh, number seven for me is A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. And as the city is really comes into play here, and it's much less depressing than kids, it's based on a true story, it's written by... The guy that lived it, and he directed it as well, like it was his first movie. And a studio gave him money to do it. And it's got a good cast. Robert Downey Jr., Shia LaBeouf, Rosario Dawson, Eric Roberts, Channing Tatum, Chaz Palm terry ay ay uh, I have been on this show many times saying I love this movie. And I think it's it's so good in the way that it paints the city. And especially the behind-the-scenes and kind of the dirty, grimy alleys and... and that's where these kids are living or not living, but that's where they're spending a lot of their time. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this one yet. I made Steven Uh watch it. You should. It is. It's fantastic. Cool.
1: Um, next up for me is elf. John Favrio. (laughs) Um, I've, I've seen the movie so many times at this point and it's a New York movie. Uh, and whenever there's a snowball fight in, uh, Central Park. I'm like ah, there's the Ghostbusters towers back there. If you look, there they are, the Ghostbusters towers. Um, so I, I, just, I do like the movie, and my wife loves the movie, and my boys love the movie, and it's a yearly thing. And so it's just like making this list. I was like ah, do I have to put Elf on here? But I'm like yes. It's of all these movies, I watched that one more than any of the other any other movie on this list. I watched that. But that the was most. under
0: duress, sir. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> Certainly is, and it's almost like I'm that's on this list because I'm under duress. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: number six for me is Spider Man. Just all of Spider Man. I, I feel like the city definitely plays into that whole character and every single movie that they've come out with. Even, uh, especially the first one, the locations where they're swinging and stuff, it, it just oozes New York. And especially the last one, well, the last one I would say is into the Spider Verse, right? No. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Okay, or Spider-Man 2. I would say Into the Spider-Verse, the city is a major character there. Um, oh, it's Still one of the best frames of the last probably 20 years when he's dropping headfirst down to the city, upside down. Ooh. Yeah, that was great. Goosebump-inducing. I love it. So uh, I'll just give a shout-out to Spider-Man for number six.
1: Okay, um, next for me is Ghostbusters. Pretty much everything I said about Elf, I've seen the movie 30 times at least, and it's New York. It's certain buildings that they go to, and Gozar, the Gozarian Tower, Stay puff Marshmallow, it, it's New York. I don't know, I guess even their attitudes, Peter Venkman's attitude, just seems like a New Yorker. Uh, so, and I love them. I truly love Ghostbusters, um, and that is one where... It could have been set in another city, but for some reason it just, it fits New York.
0: I think it feels very New York. It's an honorable mention for me. We'll just touch on it since we're here. Okay. But uh, the reason that it didn't make my list is because, yeah, you have all the recognizable buildings and stuff. You also have a giant marshmallow man. I was like, eh, all right. You know, and that's cool. I'm not knocking that, but I don't feel like, oh, New York, where that old marshmallow man gets loose every now and then. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number five for me is Bad Lieutenant. Harvey Keitel. One of the most disturbing, crazy movies that's ever been made, I think. Um, I don't like to say it... Well, I I, I don't live in New York, so I can't say that doesn't represent New York, or at least some dirty cops could be, especially at that time and place. But you want to talk about gritty and grimy? How about cops just doing blow and masturbating and... Uh, yeah, Bad Lieutenant, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Great movie. Uh, okay, next for me is Requiem for a Dream. And, you know, this would have probably been a little bit farther down my list, but I just watched the, uh, the 4K disc of it here less than a week ago, and so it's pretty fresh in my mind. And it does, I think, it is a character in the movie. Uh, just much like, again, much like Combat Shock and Maniac is the underbelly of new york city that is where requiem for a dream take, takes place and oh man uh, there is a handful of movies that i cannot watch often and that is one of them
0: mhm excellent movie though next up for me this is a this is one where i consider it more of a neighborhood movie but in a new york list i just could not not put this in here and that is from what year is this from? Nineteen eighty nine. Spike Lee Do the Right Thing. I never seen that movie. Should check it out. Danny Aiello, Ozzie Davis, Ruby D, Jean Carlos Bazito, Rosie Perez, Martin Lawrence, Bill Nunn, John Totoro Loaded Cast, and a lot of people got their start because of this movie. Uh it's an interesting story. I didn't really love it the first time I watched it because it's everybody's very irritable and in a bad mood and then shit gets racial and goes crazy. Spike Lee, ladies and gentlemen. But it is a damn good movie and it did stuff for independent cinema, as I understand. And I helped yeah. push that along at that time. And his career. Which is a good thing. I gotta watch that sometime. I like it. Number four.
1: Uh, number four is bad lieutenant nice yep that's man there's a lot of the movies that I picked that are just the grimy side of New York yeah uh, and that is one of them it, uh, just everything about it is just dangerous rightly so that is such such a good movie oh man I need to watch that one again but it's again it's not a pleasant watch and it just goes from bad to
0: worse to oh the ending oh at least there's some redemption in the ending to me it's one of those that is so rough i have to if if i want to watch it i gotta wait till the wife and kids are out of the house just because if somebody wanders in at any given point of that movie scarred for life yep all right number three for me and this one I knew was going to be up there just because of how much of New York is a character in this movie and how much of New York they show in this movie, because it's, in a way, kind of a road movie. Die Hard 3. Die Hard with a Vengeance. (laughs) Yes! I I totally missed that one. Totally bricked on that one. I love that movie from beginning to end. I got the Blu-ray on my shelf. I haven't watched it yet. I'm waiting for Addison. She's like, well, we haven't watched Part 2, and I'm like, we can skip Part 2. It's just Part 1 again. I mean, I love Part 2, but... I don't get much time to sit and watch a movie with her, so let's just go to part three. It's all right. It's not like you're missing out on any, on, you know, plot details or something. Because three is kind of a sequel to one anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. I love that yeah. movie. The villain. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. And I mean, they're, we're there in the subways and there are major action scenes and they're driving the taxi through Central Park and major action, some crazy stunts. Uh, the ending is a little light uh but other than that, it's still a fantastic movie
1: cool um yeah, I missed that one uh next for me is cloverfield i i i love Cloverfield i think I it still think holds up and um it's the it's new york i mean i I guess I could have put down godzilla uh but i think that like the night the nineties ninety eight
0: one that was terrible
1: though yeah. yeah. But Cloverfield is just... I, I love Cloverfield, and it's all about the city being destroyed. So,
0: Well, I missed that one, but I probably would have... At best, it would have been an honorable mention, because the shaky cam is so brutal on that one. It is. Number two for me is... The Warriors. Hmm. Once again, we've got a kind of travel movie, kind of road movie, because we're going through all the different parts of New York. Not every single one of them, but we travel through a bunch of the different ones, and I didn't think that it was... I don't know. I just, I love the look of it uh, all the way down to the very end. When we finally get to daytime, Coney Island. Oh man. I love that movie. I still want to see the director's cut that has intercut uh, comic book. Yeah. Or something. I haven't seen that one yet, uh, but just the original, what it is is just a fricking probably a 10. I haven't watched it in a while, but it's up there.
1: Oh yes. Great movie. Uh, okay, so number two for me, I I have two movies down, but you'll see why. Uh, Godfather 1 and 2.
0: Oh yeah, I, I would have combined them too.
1: Okay, so I, I'm not going to spend much time on Godfather. Everybody knows what Godfather is, how awesome it is, how iconic it is. And it's very, very, very New York. Just New York, Italian mob. I love these movies, especially the first Godfather. I know a lot of people... Preferred 2, but I've always been a fan of the first one,
0: to me. I agree, but if we're talking about New York, Part 2 might actually be a little better because they have the flashbacks to Robert De Niro. Oh. So they're showing old New York and new New York, but that's yeah. that's a petty argument. Yeah. Such good movies. That's yep. actually a mob movie that my wife even enjoys watching those. Oh, three,
1: really? eh. Yeah, but she really liked uh, Godfather 1 and 2, especially the first one. Yeah, those are
0: both fantastic. I'm very curious what your number one is going to be. Now, my number one is what sparked this conversation. There's a channel. I'm going to go look it up right now because I want to give him props. Just hang on here. There's a channel that I started watching on YouTube, uh, and he's just kind of been starting off mid- this year, and so he's building his audience, and I really enjoy what he does, and he his audience is still borderline small enough that he responds to comments on, on his videos, which I really like. Mm-hmm. It is, and I think that you should do it too, and I, I'll have a very good reason for you to subscribe to him here in a minute. James vs. Cinema, and cinema, or versus is spelled VS, so it's just James VS Cinema. Okay. That's the name of his channel. Go check it out on YouTube, subscribe and watch it, but uh, he's a filmmaker, and I think he lives around New York, and what he does is he has a Patreon page, I'm not a part of that where he gets people you know if you you are part of his Patreon then you can suggest what movie he watches next and then he puts a, does a commentary track on it and then cuts it down to 30 minutes and puts a 30 minute version on YouTube of just kind of the best hits this is where you should be interested in this i know that 30 minutes might seem long for you but having him experience some of these films for the first time cuz he's a younger guy he he looks like he's 20 so, mm. you gotta understand that even though he's in film school, and he's a filmmaker, he makes his own films, I mean, he's, he's very cognizant, he has a very good eye, he has a very good eye for movement, he has a very good eye for framing, for score, he points these things out, and I really like him watching these movies for the very first time. And some of them, you're gonna have the same reaction as me, cause I've watched a ton of them. Like, how have you not seen this movie? Like, how, I gotta remember, I'm in my forties, I've had 20 more years to watch movies than him. So, some things are going to slip under the radar. And if he's in film school, he's probably studying Citizen Kane and, and you know, all this Plastic. quasi-snobby yeah. shit. Yeah. But just this week, I watched his reviews of L.A. Confidential, in uh, New York, Magnolia, he had never seen. But most recently, the one he did was Leon the Professional. And what's nice for you and I to sit down and watch some of these movies that we want to watch, but we've seen them already a bunch of times, do I really want to watch two hours of L.A. Confidential, I can spend a half an hour with him in the background talking about it, pointing out the best parts, and watching his absolute jaw drop at the ending of, you know, Leon. Uh, it's just great getting to get a real reaction from uh, somebody who appre- really appreciates what's what he's watching. But as far as uh, Leon the Professional, I think it beautifully encapsulates a lot of New York uh, right at the cusp of when they're they were cleaning it up. Uh, So, it's not the the ultra crazy grimy, but it's also not Disney Times Square yet. Yeah. And the score is amazing, and it's fantastic. I love that movie.
1: Cool. Uh, Good choice. I wouldn't have... I, I don't think I even knew that that was filmed in New York. I mean, I did some searches. It may have came up. I just didn't... I didn't think about it. That is a great movie. I haven't seen it in a little while, but... Yeah, good choice. Um... For me number one uh that was easy i mean i pretty much i I started with number one I'm like, well, this is my number one it popped in my head pretty much immediately, and that is the Warriors it's New York City is a character in that movie, and like you said they're them going through the different boroughs, ending up at Coney island it, it's everything grimy about the other movies i that I, a couple of the other movies I said, but way better it it's well to me it's like the perfect action movie it's just Tough dudes in the early 80s, late 70s, great score. Everything about it is perfect. The pacing is perfect. The the areas of the city are uh, such a great movie. Such a great movie. So that was easily number one for me.
0: Cool. Honorable mentions. Some of these I'm not going to touch on too much, just to say that a little bit. But first up for me was Escape from New York. I thought, that's got to be on the list, right? And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, that's some future dystopian New York. It's not real. It's all blocked off and destroyed. Pop- yeah, or I didn't like, put
1: that on my. Yeah. You know, like, for ah. that exact reason.
0: Wall Street. That was a high one I thought would make the list, and it didn't, because again, we're spending more time with just one street and, mm. and just one person. Kids. How often are you whipping that movie out? Ever? After the first time? I mean, Judas. Depressing. Taxi Driver was an obvious pick that could have made the list, but I had others I liked a little better. Godfather, obviously. Network. I thought about putting Network on there, mm. but then we were just kind of focusing on a television stuff. Yeah. Taking a Pelham One, Two, Three, the original. I haven't I thought seen about that one. it. Oh, you should. Cause it's way better than the remake. Uh, very nineteen seventies New York. And uh, the only problem is it's on a train in a train station, <laughs> so. Uh, Serpico could have been a very fine pick, but I've only watched it like once. 25th Hour from Spike Lee, I really wanted to put on there. But again, that was more about the people than the city. The city was a character, but just not quite as much. Captain America 1, that first third of that movie is New York, baby. Oh, Um, man. But then most of it is in Germany or wherever. Yeah. So, uh, King Kong. But again, most of King Kong, either one, any version you want to pick, isn't in New York. It's one of the most iconic New York images ever, but most of it isn't there. Skull Island. Yeah. American Psycho, but again, Wall Street thing. Uh, Son of Sam, I seriously considered. Uh, I like that movie. Ghostbusters, obviously. Eyes Wide Shut. Character is kind of in there, but it doesn't seem like they ever got to the full heights of New York. Uh, Working Girl from the 80s. I like that movie. And lastly, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: <laughs> I thought about putting that on the list too, but I'm like, I haven't seen that since VHS and I'm like, I don't remember enough about that.
0: Oh, it's good, but I, I feel like New York is much more of a character in the movies that I listed than that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, there's a couple of runoffs uh,
1: from yours. Kids was on there, but again, I it, it's not one that I'm revisiting often and it's, I don't know, it, it felt... That could have been in California or Chicago or wherever. So yep. anywhere with cabs. Yeah. Um, let's just see here. Well, Die Hard Three, I guess, is on that uh, <laughs> honorable mentions. Uh, Gangs of New York. Now, Gangs of New York. I thought about that, but I'm um, like, most of the movie is sets. Like, it's not. That's why I didn't. And maybe that's a kind of a cop out. But it's sets. It's not New York. I mean, it's. New I York, thought about it, but in... it's
0: also, it's a time period. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, American Psycho was on there. But again, and I kind of, for that reason, I'm like, well, that's kind of a Wall street type thing. To... So, um, Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man. Rosemary's Baby I had on there. And yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm putting that on honorable mentions just because I love the movie. Not so much because it is such a New York movie. It's not really. Such
0: a showcase of the city.
1: Yeah, it, a building, pretty much. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. But again, that's I really like that movie, but it's it's Wall Street. Um, I put Hellboy, but again, that's just because I like the movie, not Was so that much. New York? Be- yeah, I, don't know. I honestly but, don't know, but not really as much. You know, not because it showcases New York. And, yeah, um, I put Vanilla Sky as well. That movie came up on a list, and I'm like, you know, that's a great movie, and I feel like that should be at least an honorable mention.
0: I honestly thought that was Chicago.
1: Yeah, I figured that... Well, I remember that in the end there was some controversy when that movie came out because it came out in 2001 and um, it did still feature the the two towers in there.
0: Duh, he's running down Times Square when there's no cars on it. Yeah, of course it's New York. But the Twin Towers is shown in the movie in the background. It's like one mm. of the first
1: times post-9-11 that they showed that. So, anyway. Um, Devil's Advocate... Is really good, but that's, again, that I think that might fall a
0: little bit more under Wall Street-ish lawyer type stuff. Uh, lawyer movie, but yeah, that one could have made the argument for. There's enough... Uh, you're, you're right, I agree. Um, Independence Day, and here's where, I, at the beginning of this, I
1: went like, you know, not all these movies are great, and Independence Day has aged very poorly, but... New York is in that, right? Or was that California? I don't
0: know. Okay. Yeah but so is the White House, and so is yeah. Russia and France. They blew up every major yeah. city. So, yeah. uh, Taxi Driver, um, French
1: Connection, uh, again, it's the grimy, gritty look of New York, but it's not the greatest movie ever. Uh, so, King of New York with Christopher Walken is really good. I have not seen it since... The DVD days, probably, but I remember really, really liking it, but not enough to make anything higher than an honorable mention. Almost done here. Taxi Driver, Eyes Wide Shut, and uh, I also put down Good Time. I thought that Good Time was just fantastic, and he's running all over the city. Um, It's, again, that underbelly of New York that I so much like. So, anyway, there's my honorable mentions. And there's other ones, too. This was a hard list to put together.
0: I watched King of New York a month and a half ago. Oh, and what'd you think? Yeah, it's still a good movie. I have it on VHS. I, oh, boy. Yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. I, it's got a great cast. The amount of people that show up in that thing, it's like, holy shit. Uh, some great scenes. Yeah. But I'm, then, overall, it just kind of devolves into a drug kingpins fighting each other and everybody dies in the end. That's kind of what I remember. I may not have seen that movie since the VHS days. It's been a long, long time. It's actually on one of the streaming sites. I think that's how I actually watched it. Hmm. uh, Yeah, it was good. It didn't quite make my list, though. It seems like we kind of went in the same direction with our picks. I was really surprised. I thought there'd be a couple others on there that might go up further. The biggest shocker was Elf. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think again because of all these movies I've watched that one probably the most and immediately I'm like Central Park Snowball Fight and just Santa in the end in Central Park and just and I'm like
0: Central Park Taxi John McClane ramping and <laughs> totally diving right into running over bikers and I'm shit
1: I'm over here oh you smell like beef and cheese yeah you know Throne of Lies
0: Throne of Lies and shit yeah <sighs> that's funny.
1: And also that was our first, um, my wife and I's first date was watching elf. So it kind of as a,
0: eh. New York, (laughs) New York. I guess neither of us put New York, New York from, uh, Martin Sorsese on there. We should have put Senectity, New York should have been an honorable mention. I just watched that not long ago. Well, no, I watched, yeah, his video of it.
1: Mean Streets. I thought about Mean Streets, but I'm like, I didn't really, really like that movie. Not much. Yeah. Uh, taxi drivers better. And is Raging Bull was that set in New York?
0: Quite possibly. My bad. I mean, but disgusting. I didn't really care for that one much either. Yep. Yeah, same here. Man, that was depressing.
1: Oh, that was one and done.
0: Where is Raging Bull set? Because I got to bump something. Brings me up something from some Japanese video game. <laughs> okay. Well, to wrap this up, I'm sure that we've probably missed a lot, and you guys out there probably have a lot of other movies that you had put in there. So let us know on the Facebook page or shoot us an email or something. We'll read it on the show. Uh, let us know where we messed up or what we got right. I don't know. I, I can't find this. Yeah. I do uh, All right. Are you ready to move on to Recently Watched? Yes. Okay. I got... Where are we at on time? Pretty good. I got two movies I want to talk about. And then I'll flip it back to you and you can do a couple and then we'll wrap it up. Alright. First up for me is you're probably going to have to Google this uh, from 2015 a movie called Tracers. Oh, that sounds familiar. Wanted by the Chinese mafia a New York City bike messenger escapes into the world of parkour (laughs) after meeting a beautiful stranger starring Taylor Lautner. And, uh... Isn't that the guy from Twilight? It's yeah.
1: got to be the guy from Twilight, yeah.
0: I don't recognize any other names on this list.
1: I may have seen this movie. Really? I might have, uh, with with the wife. I,
0: mm. Oh, man, I remember us seeing the trailer for this and both going, why? Just why? But then I caught, like, I was flipping channels over here and I caught a little bit of on Pluto. I was like, oh, I'll go start it from the beginning, because usually anything that's running on their channels, you can go to... Here, pro tip for Roku users... Pluto doesn't seem to have a search in their on-demand section. You just have to go look through every category to try and find it. But if you go to the Roku main menu and scroll up till you get to search, you can search for movies, and it'll say, oh, it's on Pluto, and then if you click it, it'll just automatically start playing it. Much easier. Uh, so that's what I did. I went and started from the beginning, and I gotta say, this was okay uh, for a, for a PG-13 kind of, It wasn't tween, really, because they're supposed to be, like, in their early 20s, I'd say. But he starts off as this badass bike messenger, and this parkour girl accidentally wrecks him by a taxi, and his bike gets messed up, and he thinks he's going to lose his job, and then the next day, this new bike is there. Oh, so then he has to pedal all over the town to try, all over the city of New York, to try and find uh, this beautiful parkour girl, and... Eventually they hook up and he starts learning parkour and then they get into shenanigans and then they got to pay off mob people and stuff happens. I I was entertained for, you know, 90 minutes. It's fine. Am I running out to buy it on Blu-ray? No, but I streamed it while I was doing some work and stuff and I was like, that's cool. Uh, The other one I want to talk about is from 2018. And I think this might've just hit Netflix or something. Uh, Peppermint, starring Jennifer Garner.
1: Oh! Five years
0: after her husband and daughter are killed in a senseless act of violence, a woman comes back from self-imposed exile to seek revenge against those responsible for the system that let them go free. Directed by Pierre Morel? Didn't he make... He's made some action movies. From Paris with Love. I'm Taken. Oh! Nice, and huh? Dis- District B thirteen. So that's why I was like, "Oh, Jennifer Garner shooting a bunch of bad guys. I could be into that." It's okay. There's some good fight scenes and some little bit of blood here and there, but it's mostly by the numbers. I mean, look at—he's known for District B thirteen, Taken, Peppermint from Paris with Love. You remember from Paris with Love? Oh yes, Travolta. Yeah, I, they're all the same movie. Get revenge on bad guys. <laughs> and you know that's fine, but it is what it is. The gunman. I remember that one. Was Sean Penn, right? Oh yeah, that was a pretty good movie. Yeah, they're all the same movie though, more or less. They're action movies from the eighties. He has or kung fu movies from the seventies. You have killed my so and so. I must track you down and take revenge after I do some training. It's okay. It was worth a watch, but probably one and done.
1: Okay.
0: And that's kind of the dumb shit I've been into lately. Oh. <laughs> All right. Over to you.
1: I rewatched the. Uh, I had ordered from uh, A24's site. Uh, I had ordered Midsummer, Midsummer on 4K UHD. And I rewatched that one. And I, uh, at this point, I think it's safe to say for me, I would. I'm not sure if this would be number one, but it's definitely in the top three of 2019 now. It is jetted up that far. I I love this movie. Like, I I watched so much stuff about this movie when it was done the second time like on YouTube, like different people dissecting it and saying like finding the different little clues and pieces and parts and why Ariaster did certain things and the mythology behind it. I loved this movie, especially the direct, this is the director's cut, by the way, which is an hour and 50 minutes. Um, uh, this is one where, much like, uh, the black Coat's daughter and the witch, I'm going to be watching this quite a bit. Uh, this is one of the very few movies that, um, they don't rely on jump scares ever. And it is just unnerving for the entire runtime, especially because most of the movie is set in the bright daylight. I, I love this movie so much. Uh Especially, I don't know why, the first time I really liked it, but I wasn't sure what to expect. And, I don't know, I'm starting to know how Ari Aster makes like his movie style, and I really, really freaking like it. I thought Hereditary was great. This is definitely better. Um But, just the amount of detail that he put into this movie, and the tiny little clues, and we're talking like, little things like, look at the a a certain picture that might be above a person and what that represents. And he's, he's filming something through a mirror that everything is done for a specific reason. It's not just, okay, put the camera here and shoot. Okay. That's a wrap cut. Let's move on. Like everything is so well laid out and it is phenomenal. And the 4k disc is of all the 4k discs I have. This one is right up there with being the very, very, very best of the format. It is Stunning! It's just the UHD, the uh, HDR is so vibrant. But damn, is this a good movie? So, midsummer, I went to just gush on that one. I we talked about this before, but seeing it for a second time, I just I liked it a lot more.
0: So, second time, I thought you've seen it more. In... No, just 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 my second time. Oh, I th- you haven't seen the theatrical cut. Hmm. I've never seen the theatrical. I, I do. I
1: did hear that there is a bunch of stuff with the boyfriend and he's his thesis uh he's competing against the other guy and there's a lot more of the thesis type stuff in the director's cut i to me i don't I know what say the,
0: from the theatrical i don't know what they would cut cuz it was just gory as hell oh
1: oh man yeah <laughs> the ending is uh i'm one thing that i found on youtube is they took the last maybe 10 minutes of the movie and they did it all like whoever did it they took out all of the music it is so unnerving and so creepy. That's what they should have done in the movie: is no music at all. It just I'm trying to think how that
0: ended. Oh, just building burning and, yeah. and just hanging out
1: and people moaning and screaming in the building on fire, and then her out there crying. And oh, it was
0: just it was brutal. I'm like, oh, and those scenes where the people, if you start crying, they come and join you in yes. crying until you. Oh. <laughs> But uh, the guy, spoiler, spoiler,
1: spoiler, spoiler, the guy in the bear in the end, uh, especially with the no music scene or the the no music version that I found on YouTube, that is like, it is harrowing. You just he he can't talk, he can't scream, so he just has this muffled wails of pain. Like, oh, it, was, I don't know, it made me love the movie even more. I that movie is demented. it was a
0: perfect analogy for my life. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Midsommar, uh, and that's how I begun. My, that's that's how December began for me, was watching Midsommar. Um, okay, ah, there was another one that I wanted to talk about. Um, let's go from the best of the month to the very, very worst. Um, Zombie Child on Shudder. I'm like, ooh, hey, hey. Uh, of all the movies this year that I've watched... Oh, this movie, hour and 43 minutes, it's a French movie, tween girls in a all-gruel school, long takes of talking, artsy, rosy
0: farts, oh! So you're telling me it's a French movie? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Zombie ooh, voodoo stuff figures into it, maybe.
1: I couldn't... I, I don't know, because I fast forward. Well, actually, I fast-forwarded, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to waste my time fast-forwarding that. I'm done. I'm done. I checked Finally. Out. Finally. <laughs> Furious watching this movie. Just long, long, long take. Oh, and of course, great, great reviews. Oh, it's artistic and deep and no, no. It's just stinky cheese. Oh, angry. Um, there's one other. Oh, <clears throat> then I'm going to end on a good note. Another Shudder movie. And this one here I had absolutely no idea uh, was being made. Remade, actually. And I'm not sure if you've watched the original, but you probably have heard of it. Uh, Castle Freak. There was an original from 1995 with Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton. It was a full moon movie. Hmm. Let me see here.
0: Sometimes it helps to look up the poster, you know.
1: Stuart Gordon directed it. He directed Reanimator.
0: It's a good movie. What, nineteen ninety-five? Yeah. Uh, Stuart Gordon, in ninety-five. I don't
1: know. <laughs> it's good. It's 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 for what it is.
0: Inheriting a castle, saving his family it sounds <laughs> a lot like that other movie you like that's a piece of shit. Oh, what? Ah, uh, the one where the guy inherits this house and then he goes up there and it's like haunted or something and nothing happens for 90 minutes and then at the end somebody gets killed with an axe. Hmm. Oh, we've discussed this one a bunch. House yeah. of the something, maybe. Nah.
1: Well, anyway, Castle Freak 2020, the new one came out. I'm like, wait, what? Did- they remade this. I did not know that. Um, didn't know any of the actors. I'm like, there's an hour and 46 minutes. I'm like, Ehh. But I'm like, I, it's a remake. I want to watch it. That was a good movie. Um, hard. Well, I'm not even sure if it's... I think it's unrated. But it's... Oh, they embrace all the things that make horror, rated, or horror movies good. Just tons of nudity and... Tons of gore and violence, and the creatures cool. Uh It's sort of, kind of some. I mean, here's the way you re. Here's the way you remake an older movie. Uh, unlike Silent Night versus Silent Night, Deadly Night, where it's just in name only, this is this has the bones of the original. There's a castle, and there is a blind person in the movie, much like the '95 version. And oh, you're talking about the remake, okay? Yes, the um. They, they kind of shuffle characters around a little bit versus the 95 version, but it all works. Um, the creature is so cool. And here's why the movie, I gave it three and a half, but honestly, it's one where I bet I'll rewatch and I'll probably give it four. There's some hokey stuff. There's some horror movie stuff that goes on where I'm like, come on. But that ending is just H.P. Lovecraftian throwing everything in the kitchen sink and I'm like, oh, you're going here. Like, please, please don't botch this ending. Like, you have an opportunity to make this movie awesome. Please don't botch it up. And they... Home run. They... They... Home run. Uh, if it wouldn't have been for the ending, it would have been a three-star movie. Because there is some bad acting. There are a couple parts could have been cut down. But that ending was horror goodness. And just shit-eating grin. I'm like, that was yes so Castle Freak it's on Shudder and well worth the watch even at an hour and 46 minutes I was very surprised uh, and especially just usually any more horror movies they'll get maybe one, like if any at all they'll maybe get one sex scene or one nudity scene because you don't see that that often in movies anymore Right. boy oh, they, they embrace it in this one they, their clothes are flying off left and right and, it's anyway. about time yeah, but good production values, big
0: thumbs up. Damn it, I can't find this movie. Ah, we've argued about it on the show before. Not sound like Bloody Night. No. Yeah. Oh, that. Well, that yeah, the that cap- piece of oh, that was shit. a
1: house. That was
0: a... Whatever. Oh, I said it. A... Great movie. Great. Awful. Oh, that movie <laughs> was awful. <laughs> oh, it was... Boring and talking and... Uncomfortable nothing. and... Sapia
1: tones here and there and ooh. Oh, The whole
0: thing was either green or yellow or so. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh oof. You need to give that one another rewatch. No,
0: I watched it twice just because you talked me into it. Yeah. Or not you. Third time the charm <laughs> No. I think I
1: own it too. Oh yeah, that's 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 a hit on the twenty
0: movies on two disc type collections or whatever. I think it was fifty. Oh, or no, 50. not not on not on two discs, it's like twenty discs. It's yeah. one of those fifty packs where there's a movie on each side of the disc.
1: Silent Night, Bloody Night. Ooh, man, and that's a oh. good Christmas movie. I should watch
0: that one again. What a piece of shit. Uh. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's do Coming Soon and wrap up. Coming Soon for me, I <clears throat> received something in the mail. Eugene ah. is very familiar with this. Ah, very Cool. I reversed the slip cover because I like this one. Oh, that's so awesome. And it is a loaded. Oh, nice. I mean, it is freaking loaded. And I guess there's, on the second disc here, it's versus, by the way, if I didn't mention it, uh, there's an ultimate version of the movie that's like, uh, how much longer is it? Ten minutes of new and revised footage. And just loaded with extra features. There's also something else called the Versus FF version, which is a condensed 20-minute recut of the film. (laughs) Why? I don't know. And of course, I was trying to open it. I don't know if you can see this. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, what happened? Oh, I stabbed it with the scissors as I was trying to open Uh. the stupid packaging. (laughs) Damn it. My very first Arrow video, $33 frickin' Blu-ray, and I... Stab the slipcover. Oh well, but that is definitely coming soon. I'm gonna rewatch the last episode of *The Mandalorian*. Um, almost did that before the show, but then I caught something else. And *Motherless Brooklyn* is in my voodoo, uh, so I want to check that one out. Cool, *Mandalorian*.
1: Once once the entire season is done, we need to do a a big review of
0: it. I think. I've watched every single episode twice so far. Oh, that last one. Oh. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, they hated it online. Oh, well, This is easily the worst one. By far, this is the worst episode. Alright, dorks.
1: Yeah. Why are you watching? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> sure. Um, okay, for me... Um, oh... Vinegar Syndrome's... <laughs> their, their slop is being shoveled my way. Um, Still haven't given up on that subscription yet. I man. haven't, no. I just I keep thinking there's got to be some good stuff in there. And there is... What's this? What's this package gonna contain? Um, Smut without smut. um, Here's that one. So they're still doing that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Still lots of that. Yep. Scare Film Archives Volume One: The Drug Stories, which is a collection of all the um, the like anti-drug movies that were made for school kids, whatever, back in the seventies or whatever, and they're hilarious. I'm not sure if you've ever seen any of those, but they're hilarious. No, but I'm
0: looking at clips from Smut Without Smut. (laughs) Looks like it's a compilation, and there's some animation in there. Um, I
1: don't... Pretty juicy-looking slipcover, so bye. Uh, uh, Don't Google this stuff, people. It uh, it will get you on a list. Yeah, don't. Uh, Martial Law 1 and 2 Action USA.
0: Things... Tekken movie or something? No,
1: just things that... Venera Syndrome is gonna grace us all with, um, oh, with with awesome, awesome looking blue uh, slip covers. Um, oh, Beverly Hills Cop one and two are now in my voodoo. I have not watched those in quite a while. And I, do you have a thought on uh, any thoughts on those movies? I don't remember them. I, yeah, it's been so. One home. and two are quite good. Okay, three, three is
0: yeah is rough. It tries to be too funny. It's got a couple of things that work, but then the, it's the 90s, and the music kicks in, and you're like, eh, eh. yeah.
1: Yeah. I...
0: Although if they, you know, they keep talking about making a fourth one, if they would, I'd watch it. I can't remember what part two is about, but I think I watched part one and two here not too terrible yeah. long ago. Tony Scott directed part two. Does he go back? Is that the one where he goes back out to Beverly Hills, or they come into New York for him? Oh, man.
1: I thought... I don't know. Mm. I I, I, I mean, seriously, it may have been the VHS days since I last watched Fist really? Cup 1 and 2.
0: Well, one is, I definitely say one holds up. I enjoy that movie. It's got some things in there that are dated. He's making gay jokes about. Yeah, uh, I remember that part. What's his name? Yeah. But Jurgen Proch now, Ronnie Cox, Bridget Nielsen, Dean Stockwell, Paul Reiser, Judge Reinhold. Ba- Balky Bartokhemus <laughs> is in that, right? Yep. Yes, he is. Good old Balky. But what's funny is he has some kind of gay jokes kind of go his way, and Balky throws it right back at him. And oh, so that's it's, right! Yes, it's, it's, it's yes. really funny.
1: I, You know what, I might even, my wife wants to watch a Christmas movie tonight, So, and usually she's not ready till later, so I might actually hit play on uh, Beverly Hills Cop 1 until she's ready
0: for... Uh, shit, what is the date today? Uh, today is the, so that means this will come out. Okay, uh, something else that we have coming soon. Oh yes, this needs to happen before the next recording. Oh. <laughs> Listen, no, it should have happened this recording. So Are you we're already late. Oh yeah,
1: because I didn't watch it yet. I'm guessing I didn't. I didn't either.
0: Uh, coming soon for Eugene is a movie called Scrooged. High spirited hijinks on Christmas Eve put Frank Cross, Bill Murray, and a ghostly time warp and this hilarious takeoff of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And I'm going to rewatch this one too, so I guess that's also coming soon for me. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember laughing my ass off, and I watched a, like, How Did This Get Made? Or uh, There's something on Joe Blow's channel where they do What the Fuck Happened to This Movie or something like that, and they did a 30-minute breakdown on the history of the making of that movie, and I didn't realize there was a very troubled production and Bill Murray was a pain in the ass and they went over budget and everybody was worried about it and then the thing made like a hundred million dollars at the box office mm. <laughs> and back then that was a big deal and so I remember it being really funny and kind of an r rated comedy uh, uh which yay yeah uh so I was very surprised that you hadn't seen it and I've yeah I threw that your way and in exchange for now I have to watch a four hour miniseries on some... <laughs> oh it's oh it's great <clears throat> I'm trying to find a runtime on this. I'll bet it's not too long, though. Uh, and I will be watching. You describe the movie you're throwing, uh, you know for me? you. It's going
1: to be uh, Christmas Carol, and this is the one with Guy Pierce and Andy Circus, isn't it? And it was one of my favorite movies of last year. It's actually I checked. It's th- it's a little under three hours, so that's not too bad.
0: Okay, Scrooge does hour forty,
1: but it's I. My biggest gripe about, and well, well, let's, I don't want to say anything more about Christmas Carol, because there was one or two things that could have made it perfect for me, but they didn't. But otherwise, it's, Guy Pierce is such a great actor, and he's very, very good at it. I'm curious what your thoughts are going to be.
0: Uh, Scrooge, by the way, was directed by Richard Donner. Ah. Huh. Also stars Karen Allen. And John Forsyth, John Glover, Bobcat Goldwaith, just a whole bunch of great, great Robert Mitchum's even in this thing. Great, oh, it's awesome, it's cool. Okay, as I recall from watching it back in the VHS days, so we'll see. (laughs) Uh, Don't forget, because still, that episode is going to come out the 27th. So, I guess that's close enough. That's yeah, Christmas weekend. Yeah, that's, that's close, close enough. That's fine. Agreed. i got to write that down so don't forget. <laughs> and the thing is, i got to figure
1: out, do I want to sh- watch that with the wife or not? Which one? Scrooged.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, 1988. It says it's PG-13, but I remember some... a couple of scary bits kind of even creepy... And uh, some, probably some sexy stuff. Yeah, I do remember some. Yeah, Ugh. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I know. Oh well, we'll see. Uh, I think tonight it's going to be Christmas Story or Shitter's Full Clark or whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, maybe I'll maybe I'll try and watch Christmas Carol too, as well. I've never seen it, so if this, I guess our next episode will be our Christmas episode. Wait, what do you mean, Christmas Carol? You mean Christmas Story? Christmas Story, I've never seen that. You should. It's magical. (laughs) I'll tell you what I will not be watching, though, is Shitter's full, Clark. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to watch Silent Night the Night this year, or was that last year? I'm not sure. I don't think I did last year. I'm not sure if I will this year or not. I'm about to be bombarded with three this week. Yes, you are. Oh, it's going to slap you right in the face, just with holiday cheer. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Mm-hmm. If I get if I get healthy again I'll be cheery till yeah. then I'm a flake bah of, yeah, humbug. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> all right I'll see you next time for the Christmas episode All right see ya bye Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.